Welcome to the Live Well Podcast, brought to you by North Texas Healthy Communities and Blue Zones Project, helping you live longer, better, and happier. Now, coming to you from Fort Worth, Texas, the largest certified Blue Zones community in the country, your host, Ricky Gotham. Hey everybody, this is the Live Well podcast series with North Texas Healthy Communities and Blue Zones Project Fort Worth, where we talk to people that are actually living out Power Nine principles that are actually doing it. And today, uh, man, I got my friend Elliot here. Hey, hey. And uh, he is the executive pastor at uh, Trademark Church, which is located in the southwest uh, area of Fort Worth. For you guys that are not from Texas. Um, so, Elliot, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Ricky. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, your background. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Texas boy. Um, man, been been in Texas most of my life. Um, Dallas-Fort Worth is definitely home, has been home. I had a small stint eight years in San Diego. I missed the weather. Uh, but other than that, I, I love I love Texas, man. I love Dallas-Fort Worth, um, specifically Fort Worth. I've been in Fort Worth 12 years, and it is a city that I love. It's a city that uh, I believe I will be here the rest of my life, man. It's definitely home, so I love Fort Worth. Excellent. You got a family. Yes, uh, yes. Married 10 years. Be celebrating 10 years in October. Congrats. Uh, two kids. Um, my daughter is eight. My son is five, and and they love Fort Worth just as much as I do. So. I know I have a I have a seven and a four year old. I was like, that's why I always tell people that's why I look tired. All the time. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no such thing as sleeping in. No, there's not. That that yeah that that went away a long time ago. So. Yeah, I mean, you got to strive for that eight hours, yeah. but you know. <laughs> If, if you get eight hours, you're happy. Exactly. You feel like a new man if you get eight hours. It's like a dream sometimes. <laughs> uh, hey, but, you know, I know that you went, or actually before that, um, for for people that are not in the faith-based mm-hmm. world like we are, Yeah. Um, so describe your role as an executive yeah, pastor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, what good. is an executive pastor? Do? Yeah, so a lot of people, that, you know, even that, are, you know, maybe are in the church world or go to church and you, you have a faith-based community, it's like, you, you work for a church, like, you know, what do, what do you do? Just sit around and read the Bible all day. <laughs> you know, there's, um, you almost, almost think of it as, you know, you have so many people coming through your doors on a Sunday and, you know, the the average person that attends church, I think it's, the, you know, what they would consider their church home uh, is only only one out of one out of four weeks. Um, you know, so they're coming once a month. And so you have a number of people coming through your doors, maybe, maybe once a month at most for others that could be a little more frequent. Um, but you want to just do your best with, with who is showing up and, and when they're showing up. So as an executive pastor, uh, I, I see kind of the ins and outs of, of, of what we do from finances to HR with our staff, um, in, in, in every ministry that you can think of, I, I have my hands in. So just o- overall, um, you know, um, pouring into our, our, our staff, making sure they're leading their areas well. Uh, and then w- what I love and why I, I love the conversation we're, we're going to get into is just helping people, what I would say, take a next step. You know, so people that are uh, coming through our our community, you know, our church, and it's like, what can I do to help them take a next step? And, and, and for everyone that could, that could look different, for some people, maybe their next step is just 
uh, to come more consistently. And that's going to help them where they're at. You know, for others, maybe their next step is, um, you know, getting in, getting in community and, and meeting other people that are there. Uh, for other people, it, it may be learning more about the faith and, uh, and wanting to understand the Bible more. So that's, that's what I love. That's what I enjoy in, in our context is just helping people that are coming through our doors take a next step of growth. Yeah, and I, and I don't think people realize how, how difficult pastoring is or, or even, even being in that leadership perspective because you're right. You have so many folks that look to you. Um, so when we do talk sure. about like pastoral health sure, yeah, and yeah. Uh, wellness, uh, it is a thing. Like yep. it's, it's really important. Now, and I know that you went. Well, it's 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 like people management. Yeah. People management. It it could be people management twenty four seven. Nonstop. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so your phone just doesn't stop. Yes. Going. Absolutely. True. But but that that's also more of a reason why that pastoral health and Absolutely. well-being is so important. Absolutely. Because if you don't take care of yourself, I can take care of others. I love that. Yep. And. Um, but also, I know that, um, you know, you attended the Faith Summit. Yes. That Faith Leader Summit. So I want to ask, you know, so what do you think about it? And um, as a faith leader, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what was something that you took away? Oh, man, it, it was great. And uh, for anyone that can make it next year, I would highly, highly encourage you to be there. Uh, I'm looking forward to next year. And uh, I just think it's so uh, important and, and, and vital. Um for people to come together. And I would say that that would be a, a one one good takeaway is to just to be in that room um, to, to see people uh, maybe even of different backgrounds, but uh, great similarities that that bond us and unite us and bring us together under one roof. And, you know, just to be able to I, I know for me, I, I felt I felt the love. I felt the support. I felt the encouragement. And, um, you know, I would say just a, like a real practical takeaway is just w what are you doing for your mental health? What are you doing for your mental well-being and the tangible things that were discussed there? Um, uh, I mean, they spelled it out perfectly, you know, the speakers and just the overall vibe of, you know, the whole the whole day was like, we care about you. We want you to do well. We want you to succeed for, for the long term, for longevity. Um, and this is what that can look like. Yeah. So to hear from leaders uh, that, have, uh, that are in it, to hear from leaders that have been doing it for a while, and, and, and they've had to work hard at it. You don't just stumble into, I have great well-being, and that's how it is the rest exactly. of my life. It, ta it takes work. So uh, just to hear really practical application of like, this is what has worked for us. This is what can work for you. And to be surrounded by a bunch of people that are in agreement of, we got to take this seriously. Exactly. You know, we got to help each other. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. And, and um, you know, that was, that's something that I, I really, I don't know, I just, I just kind of felt the weight of that. The focus on the congregations, the folks, yes. and, and, and those who are leading those congregations um, usually are not looked at. Yes. You know, it's almost overlooked because they're, they're giving their lives to this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, man, just take care of my people. Don't worry sure. about me. And it's sure. like, no, we do need to worry about you. For because sure. Because we want to keep you around for a long time. And, and I think that it's missed. So. Well, I think it's important, too, because I know so many people um, that, that are in a faith-based occupation. Yeah. And um, people don't 
just like any profession, a teacher or a lawyer, or you could, you could name it someone in the oil field, like, unless someone's in that world and in, in that same, uh, you know, uh, industry, so to speak, they don't, you can't really resonate. Like you don't understand what the other person is going through. And you see that a lot in faith-based communities and occupations where, um, people don't have that connection with others. Um, they have their congregation that they take care of, but they, they they don't have a lot of connection outside of that with other pastors or, or other, uh, other leaders in that same area. So, uh, to have a, a summit like that, again, where people are coming together, like, hey, we're, we're in this together. We have so many similarities. We need to, we need to talk about it. Um, we need to, you know, um, it's almost like the understanding is there. Like, bro, I feel you. I like, I know what you go through. You don't have to fake it. You know, it. <laughs> you don't have to fake it, you know? Yeah, yeah like, I, 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 you know, like, I understand you, man. Like, come here, let me give you a hug, you know? But I think you said it, you know, um, you, you can't really care well for others if you're not caring well for yourself. Yeah, and, and even just to transition, I know, um, you know, talking about the pandemic, and I know mm -hmm. that seems like that was forever yeah. ago, but truthfully, I mean, that was that was not that far off. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, we, we started seeing data now coming from that about isolation. Mm -hmm. like isolation has really gone up. Loneliness has become an issue. Um, we've seen some mental health impacts. Oh, huge, yeah. Which is big. Um, and people are experiencing loneliness like never before. So I just wanted to ask you, I mean, as as someone that works with people 24-7, yeah. what have you seen out in the community um, as well as trademark? Have, yeah. have you seen those? I can, I guess specifically for, um, I'll talk in our context first, um, you know, just why it's kind of fresh in my mind, you know, Unfortunately, you know, since since COVID, I've seen a number of people that, um, and, and I would say most faith-based um, communities um, have probably seen the same thing where there's a number of people since COVID that have not been back in that community. And for, so what I've seen from those particular people, those particular families, those marriages, um, I've, I've, I've seen, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, life not going well for them, yeah. a lot of turmoil, job loss, divorce. Um, so I, I can say specifically for those that haven't, um, maybe reengaged in community, yeah. um, I, 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 I haven't seen good things produced, um, you know, and just a lot of, a lot of turmoil. I know, uh, again, in our context, um, we've seen uh, the need for counseling yeah. increase greatly. Uh, we, we would we would call it our congregational care. You know, uh, needs within within our community. Mm -hmm. The need for counseling has has gone up tremendously. Um, and so, just again, with with marriages, with with kids, uh, with families as a whole, um, that's been a direct need that I've seen is just the need for just some 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 counseling. Um, yeah, go ahead. So, so, so why do you think this whole like need for human connection, like why, why do you think that's so important? Sure. Like how, how do, how do they, they both connect? Yeah, well, I, th I mean, we're, we're I, I believe we're wired for it. Yeah. You know, I believe we're created 
Um, you know, I believe, number one, we're created by God to have relationship with God, but we're created as relational beings. And even for those that maybe not be in a faith-based community or don't follow they, those same beliefs, there still, I, I don't think it can be argued, there's innate desire yeah. for human connection. Uh, you could, you can just even say love, like we, we were designed to feel love. We were designed to love others. And so uh, that comes with connection and that comes with community. So I think, you know, at our core, we're, we're wired for it. And so just in, you know, my life, even outside of just being a, a you know, faith-based person and, you know, a pastor, um, you know, community, community, uh, everyone's searching for it. Um, I think a lot of times people, they may not know what healthy community looks like. So you could find community of all, all kinds, but uh, healthy community is so important. That's what I love what Balloon Zones is about and, and what you guys push because there's a big difference in just finding any old community and healthy, healthy right. community. And, and you know, that's something uh, a lot of the Blue Zones research or longevity research talks about um, getting with your right people. They, yeah. they call it right tribe. I like that. And you need at least three in order to to kind of live life together, to support you and your healthy habits. Uh, I always tell people, it's so funny, it's, it's almost, it is biblical because uh, there's a passage in Ecclesiastes that talks about, you know, a strand of three is yeah. not easily broken. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's exactly what research is, is, is showing. Yes. So it makes, it only makes sense to, to connect people in this context. Um, so just talking about how important it is, mm -hmm. You know, and, and in Blue Zones, we do MOAs, we do walking groups. Like, what is, I guess, for trademark, how, how do you connect people? Like, what's the, the strategy behind that? Oh, for sure. I mean, culture, you know, when you talk about culture of any, any uh, organization or company or whatever, school, every, you know, you go into a restaurant, you know, what, what's the culture, you know? Our, we have a culture of community, we'd say, uh, all about community. So, you know, it's not we want our Sunday morning experience when people come into our, to our church to feel welcome, to feel loved on. We want them to have a great experience. But beyond that, we can't just try to help people once a week and give them something for an hour, an hour and a half. And so we push community like crazy. We want everyone to find community. I'll, I'll share a story with you. There was actually um, a young lady uh, from, she came from China. She was teaching some language uh, courses out here. And uh, so she, she was a teacher on, here on a work visa, and an awesome young lady, uh, came to Trademark. That was her first, um, first context of any type of faith-based community any type of church. Uh, so you're talking her entire life, you know, um, probably mid-20s, uh, late-20s possibly. Uh, no experience of like a religious community or anything like that. And so, but she just decided, someone invited her and she decided to check it out. And so, uh, you know, even for someone like that, it's like, hey, we're not, we're not going to force anything on you. We want everyone to find community, regardless of what you believe. Again, at, at our core, we were all designed for community. So this young lady, she just starts coming every Sunday. She gets involved in a group uh, and, and is finding community 
uh, even within the midst of trying to just kind of figure out what she believes about, you know, some of the things we believe. But it was so cool to just see her find community and engage in community. Because again, it just can't, it can be argued, we all need it, we're all wired for it. And so specifically for us, we want everyone to find community. Uh, we, we just call them groups. Yeah. We have groups um, pretty much half the year we're in what we're, we call our group season. And so we do groups of all kinds. Uh, our group season is kicking off here s soon. And um, man, just, uh, you know, for example, my mom leads a women's hiking group. Right. There are women, hundreds of women, <laughs> literally, they have over a hundred women sometimes at a hike. And it's women from all backgrounds, uh, different faith communities, those that aren't a part of a faith community, but they have a commonality uh -huh. in hiking and they have a commonality in wanting to build community with other women. Exactly. And so that that's what our groups focus on. You know, uh, there is spiritual aspects in, in, in most of our group, even if it's just a time of prayer, mm -hmm. um, but it's heavy on community because people need that connection. And that's ultimately where you're you're gonna go uh, anyways in life, is, is when you have a community around you that you know you can trust, that you know is gonna encourage you, that you know is going to challenge you in the right way and um, is going to be there for you. You know what I love about Trademark and what you guys do, it's your groups are not cookie cutter. <laughs> it's not like, okay, everyone has to do the same thing. Sure, sure. We're all going to get in the house. Everybody just bring like sure. food. And, um, but I mean, I, I saw like you guys have groups that go boxing. Yes, you yes. You guys like workout groups together. Yes. You have hiking groups. Um, I mean, it's, it's just like all across the spectrum, but what's really, I, I think what's a great example for other faith organizations is that these are all like, not just good for, for people emotionally, but also physically. Absolutely. So it's like, these are healthy activities. Yes. Like, did you know that you could do a workout group <laughs> uh, yep. that hangs out yep. and, and connects with each other? Yes. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, as a pastor, I, yeah, I, I did a boxing group. We, we, uh, uh, shout out to Tony Lopez, Fort Worth boxer. Uh, but he's a local Fort Worth boxer, and, and he would lead a boxing class. Uh, and it was so cool. We would just come together, uh, have a quick time of prayer before the workout, and, and that was our group. We got a workout in together. So, again, it's helping people find community because when you establish relationship, that's ultimately where you're gonna, where growth is going to take place and, and where you can truly challenge somebody in the way they need to be challenged. and and build someone up in the way they need to be built up. So and, uh, how, how have you seen that uh, impact trademark? Like, oh, like the yeah. establishment of these groups, like what have you seen as an outcome? I, I would say the word consistency comes to mind. Yeah. Um, just people getting consistency um, in, 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 in their growth in their faith. Mm -hmm. But again, just in healthy relationships, you know, uh, I think anyone could take a, a pulse real quick on where they're at in life, or maybe if they look back over the future of their life. And when you look at people that you're doing life with, you can make the argument that is the number one indicator yeah. of the direction of your life. And, you know, you can think on any personal level of, uh, you know, times in your life, the people you are doing life with right. is going to determine a lot of the decisions you make. It's going to determine how you think. And so I would say just uh, consistency for sure. Yeah. People find community and you see consistency in their growth, in their behavior, in their choices uh, based on the community they're surrounded with.
Yeah, it, it's like the longevity research that came out saying if you have three really close people in your life and all of them smoke cigarettes, you have a 150% chance that you <laughs> jump into that. For sure, sure, yeah. It's not the, the opposite effect. Right. Uh, like, you know, they're all going to quit because of you. It, right. It's like, no, like those those habits, those influences, those impacts, um, you know, kind of tend to like stick. It's what you just Absolutely. talked about. Absolutely, yeah. And that's where that consistency comes from. So, For sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, I would say consistency, you know, um, uh, consistency has been a thing uh, for sure. Um, and, you know, uh, just some great, great wins and great stories. Um, some of our marriage groups, yeah. you know, to see marriages that were struggling on the brink of divorce and they joined one of our marriage groups, one of our couples groups, and to see their, their marriage change and to see their marriage impacted. And because a lot of times, too, you think about it, and, and me and my wife, we've led several couples groups in a lot of ways. That's one of, one of our passions and, and ways that we want to connect in community. But every time that we've done, done one of these groups, uh, a couple things take place. First, you have uh, at least half the people that have never been in a group like that before in their entire life. And that's voiced, you know, kind of, you know, you start week one. Hey, let's go around the room. Tell me how you heard about this group, why you want to be involved. Oh, every time, at least half. And again, we're talking about those that they've been a part of a church or a faith-based community, but it's taking community on a deeper level, taking community on an intentional level and half, half never been a part of something like this. And then you hear the stories and I think that is what's so eye-opening for other couples is to hear the stories from other couples. Oh, dang, you're going through the same thing. Exactly. Again, you're, yeah. you're, you need that commonality. Um, it, it almost, it, it humanizes you in a sense of like, um, I'm not on an island by myself. You could be in community with people having these conversations and now you realize, wow, they're going through the exact same thing. Keep listening for more well-being tips from our special guest. And for more information about Blue Zones Project and the Power Nine in our community, visit livelongfortworth.com. That's something I realized. Um, we do these things called purpose workshops. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the ways that I encourage, it's, it's really interactive. So I always encourage people, like, don't make sure that you share yes in your group and if you're introverted just go over it for like an hour <laughs> yeah yeah because if you if you stay quiet if you withhold back you are almost robbing someone from learning yes from you and like help you know you could be helping somebody out absolutely sharing your experiences yes um so people learn from each other they grow from each other yeah. so um yeah man so there is something to say about connectivity you don't you just don't go for an hour on a Sunday. Yeah. No, it's what's what's going on the rest of the week. For sure. Bring people together. Well, I think people too. You kind of touched on it. The, the word um, contribution comes to mind, yeah. or just people realizing you're a contributor. You never know what your story could do to impact someone else in the community. Right. Yeah, and and when we talk about longevity, um, there's this component with Blue Zones longevity research that states that people that attend a, a faith-based community or an organization at least four times a month live four to 14 years longer wow. than uh, someone that doesn't. So from somebody with firsthand experience, uh, yeah. like why do you think that is? Like, how, how do you see that being true? Oh, I mean, yeah. 
outside of community, how, how can you, how can you truly find meaning for your life? You know, outside of community, how can you find hope? How can you find purpose, uh, in, in isolation? Uh, it's just so hard. I think of my, my grandfather, 85, uh, my grandmother, uh, passed away, um, uh, six, uh, six years ago. And, you know, my grandfather at 85 is going so strong. He's actually a part of some of the hiking groups that we really? do. Yeah. Oh yeah. He'll, he's, he's, you know, but, but, he could have easily been drawn into isolation, but he's chosen to engage in community and, and he's thriving because of it. Um, he has purpose. He has meaning. He has friendships. He feels valued. Um, and, and, and I think that's what, when you have healthy community, um, I think that's one of the biggest things that you, you actually, you may discover and you may actually realize about yourself as a human is that you have value value. Right. Um, and so I, I would say, I mean, I mean, those things, I just don't know outside of community, if you can really, really have those things, you can feel value at your job, right? And you can feel value in what you do, and you can get some sort of affirmation. But I think uh, a real healthy community is going to give you the true value that you need, the true hope that you need, uh, the true connectivity that you need uh, with others, the true meaning for life that you need mm -hmm. um, and so I, I definitely see that I believe it uh, um, you know that that longevity of life um, could definitely play out by by the the company that you keep yeah and when when people do come to trademark and when you are kind of discussing groups or announcing it what do you think it is that people are looking for when it comes to belonging to somebody or, or to a group? Like, what do you think is that magnetic pool that will will bring people together? Oh, for sure. I mean, people people want to they want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be accepted. Um, you know, again, they want to they want to feel value, and so. Again, you could go out and find any community that you want. You could join a bowling league. You could, you know, whatever. You could find community. Um, but again, it's it's striving for that healthy community is going to give you the things that we truly desire as as a human being, just to be loved on and accepted, you know, and, and know that people truly, genuinely care about your well-being. They care about your future, you know. Um, and, and, and so, really, I mean, those things. Hope that answer answer your question. That's what I, I think. Belonging, people want to belong to something that's bigger than themselves, and you know in in belonging um again you you want to you want to feel uh dignity as a human you you don't want to feel that you're any different than anyone else so like i was sharing with like the marriage groups when conversation comes out and people are like oh man that's exactly what i'm going through i thought we were the only ones i mean it's the same with parenting it's the same with you know um a singles group like the human condition man we share so much in common and like we're all going through so many similarities regardless of what we believe but to actually uh, verbalize that with one another to have the conversations about that and about our struggles man that that's that's what people need to belong and to feel value I feel like we're, we're going through this um, 
I don't want to say phase, but maybe a season where people are looking for realness, mm. something real. Yeah, authenticity. And, yeah, authenticity. Um, yeah, you know, I always I, li- I like to say, you know, social media connects us, but it yeah. also divides us. Oh, for sure. Puts you, you know, it, 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 it secludes us. Sure. You know, you, you go to a party, everyone's on their phone. Yeah. Nobody's talking to each other. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. It, it makes uh, no sense when you think of bringing people together. And I, I think what what connectivity also needs is some sort of authentic, mm-hmm. like you being your authentic self, Sure. letting people learn from each other, even if you disagree with one another, it's okay. And, and just hanging out and belonging. Yeah. And, and that, that also, it, I think that's also the driver to something that's bigger Yeah. because it, it's going to take you out of your comfort Yes. It's going to stretch you, but that also causes you to grow. Oh, I love that. I love that word you stretch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, too, you brought the social media thing, and um, I won't go down a, a rabbit trail on social media. It'll be a different, different <laughs> podcast. But you think about... Uh, social media everyone's putting their best foot forward on social media it's not reality and so I mean that can kind of really hurt people with you know what people are posting and oh man they got the best marriage you don't know that sit down in a room have a conversation you know everyone's putting their best foot forward Um, but I I would uh, I think the word validation comes to mind too people just want to feel validated and again know that what they're going through it's okay and, and know that what they're struggling with is is okay and there's other people just like them you know and you know what always ends up happening is people that are reluctant to get into a group or or a tribe Mm -hmm. um, i always tell them just give it a shot give it a shot if you absolutely hate it yeah go back sure and nine out of ten times they're going back. Absolutely. It's just, it keeps going. Um, you know, I love, there's a, there's some, there's some research that talks about these Moai groups mm-hmm. and, and really they're just walking groups. They eat together, go hiking together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just think of what people can do together. But um, if they stay consistent after six weeks, no, sorry, it's after 10 weeks, after mm-hmm. 10 weeks, it becomes like this natural gathering. Like yes. No one needs to organize it anymore. Yes. It just happens organically. I love. I love that. I love that. I love. Uh, that's funny. The ten weeks that. that so we do ten weeks in the oh, fall. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten weeks in the fall. Ten weeks in the spring. Summer. Summer's a little bit shorter, but right. I can see that because well, because now it's it's become a. Again, I said you know our, our churches. We have a culture of community yeah. that becomes a part of your culture, DNA, and your life. Now. Now right. is that you you this this community is now a part of your life mm-hmm. it's not just checking the box off you you know the need for it you know the benefit for it and you can't imagine not having it now yeah and I, and I will say too you know trademark is one of the most diverse churches that I've I've seen and even has, has experienced yeah I mean you guys have people from all, all walks yeah white african-american hispanic I mean you name it. Yeah. Have have has age too. Yeah. Age, age diversity. Wise, yeah. I mean, you guys are such a diverse church. Um, has that done anything to like connectivity? Um, 
or, or like has has there been any barriers to connectivity as far as uh, culture or race? It's interesting, uh, you know, uh, just to be yeah, I mean, honest and transparent. I would say with some of um, the the older demographics, and and I don't think fifty or sixty is old, by the way. Uh, just in in context of of a group setting, um, uh, I, I would say some of the older demographics um, a little bit harder time con connecting uh, um, on, on those on on those levels. Um, you know, um, um, but I guess I guess. Um, Hold on, what, uh, we we have to edit this out. No, no, I got some good stuff for this. I, I do have some good stuff for this. Um, okay, kind of go over the question again. Uh, diversity. Like, oh yeah, with, given our diversity, yeah. yeah. Diversity, given y'all's diversity, have you seen any obstacles? Um, any anything that has made connectivity a little bit more difficult? I, I would say no. I mean, yeah, we, we do have uh, it's a it's a blessing to have the diversity that we have. Uh, you know, we believe that's what heaven's going to look like. And, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. We fight really hard for that diversity. That is something that is a, is a part of who we are. Um, it's something that we, we want to always be. So I would say one challenge is we're, we're constantly it's a good challenge to have. We're we're constantly looking to identify what the need is. Uh, so, for example, our um, last season's group, uh, we started a single mothers group. Okay. That was a need within our church, and um, you know, just kind of keeping a pulse on our community, on, con on our congregation. I'm like, man, we got a lot of single mothers. We really need a group that connects them. And so, then, the, then the challenge, I guess, would be, who who is someone? that has a passion and a desire to lead that, to connect these single mothers. And so uh, I, I would say it's a good problem that we have, yeah. but um, identifying the needs, okay, we have a need for this. Hey, there's no group. We need a group. Well, we need a group leader. And so I would say, you know, the challenge is developing people that have a passion, uh, that see their leadership potential um, to, to connect those people. But that's something we're constantly analyzing is is uh, what needs are there to connect um, maybe like-minded people mm -hmm. um, you know so we, we have done some stuff too just like a, a we call it a cultural committee where we um, especially during 2020 and, and and some of the stuff that was happening yeah. where we we got together people of all different backgrounds you know so you're talking about the 80 year old white couple that is uh you know uh voted republican there you know for the past 50 years and in the 20 year old uh black kid that voted for the first time and he has a whole different political take uh in 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 this couple and this single and you know that was a really cool thing to get that cultural committee together to just have dinner and dialogue and talk about some of the stuff that's going on so uh, i think um when there's diversity diversity, um, you just have to fight harder for unity, you know, yeah. um, and, and that's what I say. W diversity, you're just going to have to fight f harder for unity. And again, realize uh, the things that unite you, uh, unite people are, are way stronger and there's way more of them than the things that divide us. Yeah. And you know, what's, what's, what's funny about that too, is that usually the divisiveness comes from the outside. 
Sure. You know, so when, when you are connected well, um, yeah, there's going to be some things that are going to pull you, try to pull you apart. Yeah. Because that, that bond is so strong, you know, it's, it's, you could overcome that. Absolutely. So. Well, I like to say yeah. you, 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 you gain empathy and understanding through having conversation. Yeah. You sit down, you have conversation, you connect, you build community. Mm-hmm. You're going to gain empathy and understanding through that. Nice. Man, so um, so this is going to be a little quick fire. Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. I've enjoyed this. It's awesome. A, as a pastor, what do you do for your own personal well-being? Man, I, I, I have to I have to work out. Um, I've been, uh, I grew up playing basketball, but I started, I started boxing, um, gosh, maybe a, about a decade ago. So, and, and my wife let me kind of turn our garage into a little gym, which I was very thankful for. So, um, I box, you know, probably, probably three times a week. Uh, so, so wor- working out is, is a big deal for me. Um, and, uh, you know, for those that are part of faith-based community, uh, prayer, you know, if you're not praying praying, but like finding alone time to just pray uh, for those that aren't part of a faith-based community. I mean, meditation is good too. Meditation is huge. Um, You know, so, so just prayer, meditation, um, you know, not only helps spiritually, but just the mental components uh, of of prayer, but working out, um, prayer. um, Have you ever been knocked out? No, no, no. I'm just curious. Man, <laughs> prayers. I'm, I'm actually fighting Golden Gloves. Oh, yeah, I didn't tell right. you that. Yeah, I'm fighting Golden Gloves in four four weeks. Yeah. Oh, man, let's come see you. So you're going to have to come out. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, those would probably be the, the yeah. two for me. Um, counseling is, bi- is big too. Uh, so my father does a profession, but he's also my counselor, which is yeah. nice too. Um, I, I think that's huge. I, I know some people might shy away from that, but uh, again, there's just uh, so many benefits in that in health. Um, so, what what are some mistakes that you've seen other faith leaders make when it comes to their health? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I've I've made them in in the past as well. I've had to learn. I've had to grow in this area. But it's um, uh, you're approaching ministry, you're approaching your life really as a, as a sprint versus a marathon and you're going nonstop sprinting. And, and again, you're, you're, you're playing into the urgent versus what may be best. Mm -hmm. And I've had to fight against that, you know, just because something is urgent doesn't mean that it's the best. It doesn't mean, um, it could be urgent for someone else. It doesn't mean it has to be urgent for you. Uh, that's been a lesson I've had to learn is just, I can't just drop everything for everyone all the time. This is a marathon, not, not a sprint and reminding yourself of that, um, is important. Man, that's good. And and you're right. I think a lot of people in ministry, they forget about their own personal well-being and health. And then they start like what you just said. You you become so reactive that you put yourself on the back burner. And next thing you know, it 
you know, you're you're eating lunch every day. When people are bringing you meals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, you know, 15 pounds overweight. The burnout's real. Tired, yeah. Yeah. And you don't have energy for your kids. Um, and I know that's something that we all talked about at the Fate Summit. But, but you're right. It's it's a I love that. It's a long game. That's a long game. But you said you're reactive. So the opposite of that is being proactive. Yeah. I would say the other component is it to that. And I feel like this is also an area I've had to grow in and, and I've, I've done well the last several years, you know, for, for, uh, you know, you, you know, uh, Ricky, I consider you a teammate yeah. proactive and in, in having teammates around you and coaches or co coaches, or you could say mentors. And so, uh, I would say I'm, 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 uh, always analyzing, uh, who I'm spending time with, um, who, who gets my time. I, and I know that may, may, may sound like harsh, but it's like, you kind of have to prioritize people uh, and prioritize your time. And so it's like, if I have a week where I haven't spent any time with a coach or a mentor, mm -hmm. next week I got to make sure I schedule that in. Yeah. If I haven't spent any time with a teammate, I need to schedule that in, yeah. you know? And so kind of looking at life like that, you know, uh, and if you got to kind of put people into categories, do it, but it's like, okay, um, you know, especially in ministry, faith-based communities, you could, you could be, you could be giving all your time as a coach and mentor and you haven't anyone, haven't had a coach or mentor pour into you in a long, long time. So I would say you, you kind of just have to analyze, um, those relationships in your life, you know, yeah. coaches, That's mentors, and teammates. And, and I know for myself, I have, I have people that I meet with that I allow to pour into me. Yes. You know, but then there's people I meet with, I'll, I'll take with, you know, with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know what you're saying is real. Yeah. But at the same time, the relationship is still very, um, it's, it's authentic and it's a friendship. It's unique. But you need those people, like you said, that are going to pour into you. Yes. They're not going to, like, take stuff from you. Yeah. Um, and, and it helps in the long game. For sure. Keep going. For sure. You know, it's not easy. For it's, sure. For sure. I agree. Um, so what's one of your favorite things about Fort Worth? Oh, man, I keep using the word culture, just the, the overall culture of the city, you know, a big city, but a, a, a small town right. feel. Yeah. And I would say, you know, and, and obviously you would agree just with your work with Blue Zones, it it is so easy to get plugged in and be a part of this city. And I love that there's this community feel that it's like, if, if you want to, you want to get in and engage in the city, you, you're going to, you're going to feel the love of the city and, 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 and you're going to uh, be connected to the city and find community in the city very quickly. The culture is there for that. And that's what I love about, I love about Fort Worth. You feel it, you sense it. And um, I think it's easy to engage with what is happening in the city. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I think I tell people this is like the easiest place to collaborate. Uh, you know, people yeah. love to collaborate with one another. Sure. Like, what do you bring to the table? Sure. Let's get together. Let's yeah. Work. Um, and man, that's that's something you could only really find in Fort Worth. Absolutely. I know some people are like, no, nah, they do it in my city too. I was like, well, I haven't seen. That. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know? Well, it's almost like like you you could you could have just moved to Fort Worth. Yeah. And it's like, right. man, I got. I got love for this city, 
this city guys love for you. That's what it feels yeah, like. Right. Like you, 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 you love this city. This, city, this city's gonna love you. That's right. That's good, man. And so, last question. Yeah. Is up. No. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. It's Hell been yeah. good. Yeah, man. This has been awesome. We gotta do this again. Definitely. This has been great. Uh, so, what gives you hope? Man, that's a great question. It's loaded. Yeah, it's a loaded question. Um, you know, with with not getting into just the, you know, God is my hope, uh, which I could easily go to as a, you know as a pastor. Um, I would say the next generation, and you know, just on a personal level, my kids, seeing 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 them where they're at at eight and five right now, and dang, I, yeah, I can't get emotional, man. That's the last question. No, but uh, it 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 gives me hope for the future. It gives me hope for their generation because I see just the the beautiful lives that they live. I see their humor. I see, you know, how smart they are. I see their optimism as little kids. You know, I see how good of friends that they are with other people, how they treat people. And, you know, I think me and my wife has, have done a pretty good job. But, um, man, I, I see them and, and, it, and it just gives me hope. It gives me hope for the future. It gives me hope for their generation. Um, uh, and uh, I don't, I don't worry as much, honestly. I don't, I don't worry about what, what's happening now or what, what's going to happen in the future. Uh, I just need to, to look at them, and, and, and it gives me hope for what's to come, for sure. Right on, man. Elliot, thank you so much. Absolutely, man. This has been great. And keep connecting, folks. Absolutely, absolutely. Find community. You've been listening to the Live Well Podcast, brought to you by North Texas Healthy Communities and Blue Zones Project. Well-being initiatives in Fort Worth supported by Texas Health Resources. Join us again in the future and find more information and podcasts for living well at livelongfortworth.com.